Hi, everybody, and welcome to another Friday episode of Shiro on the Colin podcast. Um, it's good to have you here. It's good to have you with. We're going to be talking about Judge Katanji Brown Jackson's um, confirmation hearing process this week and and what happened and what I think the best and the most uh, despicable moments by the Republicans were. But I think more important than that, we should also just talk about how we continue to like participate and watch these things and go through the process without getting overwhelmed. I, I know that I was live tweeting things and I'm usually really excited about these types of, of processes. And I don't know, by um, the third day, I was just so frustrated with the nonsense that was being spewed by the Republicans that are still just, you know, parroting Trump talking points and acting like idiots and treating who somebody who I believe is one of the most qualified people to ever be nominated to the Supreme Court like like she's just a nobody. It, it was just so disrespectful and so predictable and so attributable to the fact that that she's a woman of color. And so it was frustrating for me. I don't know about any of you. If you're out there and listening and it was frustrating for you, I would love to hear from you. I would love to specifically hear about what aspect was the most frustrating and how you felt about watching it. If, if you're feeling, you know, down or frustrated about any of it. So let's see. Oh, we have a couple of callers here. Let's take the next caller. Um, I am working on this still. Okay. So I'm still, let's see, working on this. Okay. So are you there? Yep. Can you hear me? Yep. I can hear you. Um, so I just, you know, I shared a lot of your frustrations as sort of watching, you know, but like Ted Cruz and McConnell and, and it was just, it was honestly, it was very upsetting at moments. And, and, you know, like, I, I think part of it is personal for me. Like I am a woman of color. Like it does mean a lot to see Judge Jackson there, like in that position, like, handling herself with such poise and grace and it's just like looking at these men that you know like what do what do they have like what what right do they have to to you know treat her like this and and sort of subject her to these inane questions about stuff that has literally nothing to do with her job and is just like trying to get sound bites out of her and I I think something that I you know I was reading an article about it I was following with your live tweets is this idea that, you know, since this is all live streams and televised, you know, I, I, I can't remember where I read it, but the idea that, you know, all these senators are just trying to get their, their like tweetable moment, you know, like yep. on camera, their moment of like, ah, like this is going to be talked about. This is my moment to get the attention. And, and I just, it, it kind of resonated with me. I'm like, honestly, like that, like I can see that being a motivation for them of like, okay, like this is a PR opportunity basically. And it just, honestly, it just felt gross. I know. I agree with you completely. I, and, and, you know, some of them were predictable because, you know, they were doing all of this preemptory trash talking before Mm -hmm. the hearing, you know, like Holly was 
making it clear that he was going to go after her record on on pedophiles, which was ridiculous. And yeah. I thought she did such a good job explaining mm-hmm. um, the sentencing structure she used at the time and and how she followed that. But some of them were just a, a little shot, like Lindsey Graham. You were kind of like, what is your damage? Lindsay? Yeah. I mean, what? I understand that there was another woman that he would have preferred that was from South Carolina, but he went hard. So really that's the way you're going to behave when you just don't get your way anymore. I mean, I, I, and Ted Cruz, this is a funny thing about Ted Cruz. Yeah. Now, you know, they both went to Harvard law. So, and it's always with, with the IVs, it's always a a pissing contest, but (laughs) watching that, I, I just kept thinking, he is so jealous of her right now. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. is so absolutely jealous of the position she's in, that she's been raised up to the highest court in the land. He thinks he deserves to be there. He can't decide if he'd rather be there or go for the presidency anymore. And he's losing it. Like I could oh, see God it all it. unfolding, you know, like I could see the whole thing. It was, and, and it took me back to a time um, in law school because this was just so reminiscent of the way a lot of men behaved at law school when, when you had the floor and mm-hmm. you clearly knew what you were doing and you were intimidating in any way, they just, they would come in with no argument and they would just get louder and they would yep. get more obnoxious. And it was just such a awful tell. And I, I kept thinking, you know, if he shows me one more large cardboard screen about a baby's child book, yeah. this. I'm gonna lose. It, right? <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. I know. I I felt you the sort same of feel. Way. Yeah. Didn't you sort of feel like, oh, okay. Um, he's so jealous. He can't stand it. I mean, didn't you feel like it's like all of those meetings that we're in, all the time. <laughs> It was just like, how is it, it's like so much, so much of the stuff that it's like, how is this relevant to whether or not she is able to carry out her duties as a Supreme Court justice? Like it, it, like so much, I I was just like, where, in what universe is this relevant in any way? No, this is just you, like you said, being jealous, trying to get airtime and just trying to poke a reaction out of her. And honestly, the utmost respect and, and like, I commend her for how poised and graceful and calm she's staying. And like, it's, I don't know if I could do it. And I, I you know, I already respected the hell out of her. And I did too. I even was, more now. I loved, I loved her temperament and I loved the way, you know, when the questions were extremely outrageous, she yeah. would take a really long, exaggerated yeah. pause. And the sort sigh. Of like, yeah. Like you could see it going across her face. Like Jesus, keep me. Yeah, keep me from killing this person. Like, and I just, I, I just so could relate to that. Like, all of the times we've been in meetings with men, mm-hmm. and that happened. All of the times, I just, oh, and yeah, it was. And crazy. it's also like she has to. The say way that, they you know, her. like we can't pull. Oh hi, my mom's here, Olivia. Your oh favorite. hello. <laughs> hi, <Hello>, mom. <laughs> hi, Olivia. How are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. I just realized I was on speaker. <laughs> You are, you're, I, I, I made you, exactly. well, I did it. I think it's my fault. I'm still, oh. you know, I'm still new with the call-in controls and I think I made you a speaker, um, which I Wow. Know. Well, I have oh, something Lord. to add to the conversation that you girls have been just talking about. Um, add it. Ladies. Um, I just say girls because we're all girls and besides I'm way older than you are. Um Anyway, uh, I don't about the relevance. It wasn't relevant to anything except their anger. I realized um, when I kept watching it and kept getting angry and had to turn it off that I was taking on their anger 
and that it wasn't about her at all. It was about their anger and a vent for their anger. And I don't understand why they are so angry and not doing their jobs. Maybe they're not happy with their jobs. Maybe they're just, so they're spewing well, their frustration and anger. Let me ask you, mom. Sure. I mean, you know, isn't this reminiscent of, of so many times in the workplace, especially as a judge, where you've been treated a certain way by a male colleague and, and you couldn't figure out where it was coming from, where the vitriol was coming from, right? It reminded me a lot of, yes. of when we were running your elections, right? And when we were running, especially yes. your re-election campaign and just how ugly and hostile it got. And, and you would say to me, why are they so angry? So doesn't it remind you of that? A little bit, but it's it's so petty on such a national scale. I mean, I sort of got why you know in a in a very small uh, community of Pinal County, Arizona, why people, especially men, were up on their soapboxes about whatever was giving them reason to vent, but but these people on the national stage have so you're no saying that you concept would think of who they are and where they are. Right. So just, you're saying that, mom, you're saying that, that where they are, the prominence of who they are and who they're representing should have given them some decency and some like head check on something. what they were doing. Yeah. Something. And I think, I don't think, I don't, I don't think they can control it on any level. I don't think, I think all of them are, this is who they are. And I don't think that, anything would keep them from doing it. And you know what? Maybe that would have happened before Trump, but after Trump, it's kind of well, like... You their know, party, yeah, their party has been hijacked by a madman. And uh-huh. they are, it, that's part of their anger because they can't figure it out either. They just okay. know what what gets some strokes with, with Trump and what doesn't. Okay, let's take another caller, Mom. I think you're going to sure. still stay here. Let's see what happens, but... Let's see. Okay. Our next caller is Liz. Um, oh, I see what I did. Okay. Let's see. Okay, Liz. It looks like you, you disconnected. Nope, she's there. You just have to unmute yourself oh, and go ahead, Liz. Hello. Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Hi, welcome. There she is. Thank you so much. Hello, Amy. And hello, Joanna. Jana. Jana. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) So I wanted to, um, what I think is that because they could not find anything legitimate to attack Katanji Brown Jackson on um, mm-hmm. no indiscretions, no um, improprieties, no hint of any um, sort of things that that would be concrete, like no judicial misconduct, no harassment, no outstanding ridiculous debts. That they went and found anything that they could, and they were angry because they couldn't find anything, and so they had to manufacture. I agree. I agree with that. Um, I, you know, let me ask you, Liz, do you, you don't have a legal background, do you? No. 
Okay. So as somebody who's watching who doesn't has a, have a legal background, how did that whole strategy they have of going after her for her supposed, you know, leniency against pedophiles go over with you? Did it make any sense to you? What did what did you think about all of that? Well, overall, um, I based on what I understood and based on the information that I had, I believed and still believe that she is far and away the most qualified candidate that we have ever had. Right. Um, given. But I mean, did you watch her explanation? Did it? Make I did. I, and they made perfect sense to me. Although I don't have a legal background, I have some understanding of the justice system. Right. And it made sense to me okay. that you have to consider all the factors as a judge and that there were factors that those senators not only did not have access to, but have no business having access to. Right. That justified her reasons for the response. And don't get me wrong. I abhor the crime. I absolutely abhor the crime. But that doesn't mean that just because we abhor the crime that we get to imprison them based on an emotional response. And that seemed to me like what the senators wanted her to do. They wanted her to be emotional about right. the crimes right. and they wanted her to throw the book at them, irregardless of the Constitution and the rules that Congress has imposed on judges without any change since 1984. I agree. I, I think that's a really great observation. And I'm, it's, yes, I'm it happy is. to know that. Yeah. Hi. I'm sorry. I was, I was having mute issues there to our second speaker, Jana. Um, and I was really, I got relieved. back on. Yay. Okay. Well done. I was probably, <laughs> um, Liz, that makes me happy to hear because as somebody who. Uh, understands the legal ramifications of the the intricate legal ramifications of the argument and what seems really reasonable to me. I was sitting there wondering, well, the average viewer, somebody watching this, like, how is she coming across? Is it make sense to them what she's saying? It was perfectly accurate and believable to me. But I thought, you know, if I was a supporter of Ted Cruz, would I be watching her thinking, oh, she's just making up reasons or would it make me stop and go, Wow, she sounds really credible. So that's good to know that that in your eyes, she she appeared to really understand what she was speaking about. Now, I have a feeling your eyes are kind of unbiased and you're not a Trumper, but, um, you know. No, I'm definitely not a Trumper. But at the same time, uh, what I the other thing and, and having watched now a few of these hearings uh -huh. and being very thankful that we can watch them. The answers that she was giving, given, were similar to the answers that, for instance, Amy Coney Barrett was giving. Exactly. Although Amy Coney, Coney Barrett didn't actually have any um, prosecutorial or, and or defense attorney experience, um, she was still giving the same answers, the same kinds of answers where, first, she can't she can expound. Right. Um, second, you don't have all the information. Exactly. And third, I've written over 600 opinions. How do you expect and had over 100 defendants? How do you expect me to remember the details of every single one? Liz, are and you sure you're not a legal professional? 
I have a very dear friend that is a legal professional that reminds me of that all the time. Um, <laughs> I really know um, what you're talking about. It makes me happy to know that there are viewers like you out there who are who are watching it and really taking all of this in. You know, to me, her her beginning statement um, was so effective, and I, I sort of felt like it was game over after she made the announcement of how she was going to proceed to be a judge. And I thought it was this great little inside ding also to the Republican Party when she made a point to to say that she was not that she was going to look first and foremost at the text. You know, that's an argument that most conservatives make, that liberals go outside the text too much. They look at the legislative meaning. They look at the intent of the people making the law. They look at too many outside factors, which how do you not, if the law is supposed to evolve? I mean, these laws were made hundreds of years ago and they just want to look at the text, which is ridiculous because you couldn't figure anything out from just the text in a lot of cases. But I liked how she went straight for that in one of her initial statements and said, you know, I, I look at the text and I also really liked, ladies, tell me what you think about this. When she made a point to say, I sit down, I get all of the facts and I clear my head of yeah. all of my preconceived notions of who I'm dealing with and what I'm dealing with to make sure that I'm coming at it from a completely impartial perspective. I thought that was really gutsy. The way in which she said it was really gutsy and it, it made a lot of sense. I thought this is a really seasoned professional woman who is very aware that most of these cases are, are determined with preconceived notions. And she's, She's purposely doing the opposite thing and centering herself to do it and making it literally a step in her in her judicial process. What did you guys think of that? Yes. Yes. I thought that was absolute as a retired jurist. I, I thought that was absolutely crucial. Very important to point out and remind people if they didn't already know. And most don't understand that that's um the first place that one starts uh, in order to make a determination that's that uh, that is fair and impartial um, right because most of us don't even recognize our own biases we we just don't right. we, we live in a world where we have to form opinions and we have to make decisions about everyday living and we don't even recognize our own biases so um, I thought that was really really good and just one quick thing. Amy, you sure. just said, ladies, what do you think about this? And I'm going to note that there's a someone named William as a listener, and you may have offended right. William. I don't know. <laughs> no, well, I meant ladies. Like, what I can see is that both you and Liz are still in my oh. queue and active and speaking. So we are only I ladies see. speaking right now. I think William's here because uh. he digs it. I'd like to think he does. And he gets it. Ladies and gentlemen out there, I extend the question to you. If anybody has any thoughts on this, William, if you'd like to call in, we'd love to hear from you. But I meant specifically the, th the two of you. Um, oh, here's William. Let's take this call. Hang on, guys. Hey. Let's invite William to the, to the combo. Okay. Okay, you're here, William. Go ahead and unmute yourself and let's hear from you. Hello? Okay, he's gone. Um, try again, William. Try again, William. I'm sorry. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Try it again. <laughs> okay, just make sure you you unmute yourself. It's it's somewhere on the platform. Anyway, and just go ahead and it's the and microphone at the bottom, and it's got a line how, through it. Just tap it. It's not gonna. Doing. 
disconnect so you, it's going to get you through. I know okay, it's a little counterintuitive. He uh, might need to make sure, William, you might need to make sure that you accept the invitation. It should, there you are. Yay. Now you unmute yourself. Yeah, now you unmute yourself, William. This is super fun. I hope everyone at home is enjoying this conversation. So well, of just course. Be sure you unmute, you unmute the, um, the little microphone. And when we get that going, William can tell us. I'd, I'm really curious to know what. Um, there you are. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm I'm a little embarrassed. Um, Hi. I oh. feel like I'm in the midst of all these really well qualified women. And... Oh, please, please, William, come on in, come on in. The water's fine. <laughs> Welcome to the combo. We're we're thrilled to have you here. Let me ask you, what were your thoughts on watching this hearing? You know, I I admit I I I I couldn't watch it. Oh, you couldn't. So it was just too frustrating for you, or what was your reasoning? It was too painful. Okay. Um, William, I yeah. agree. It was really, really, really hard to watch. And I, mean, I know people that stopped watching, and I forced myself to watch because I was so angry at her treatment. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you're discounted. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. It was terrible. I had to stop. This is Jana, and, and I had to stop, William. I understand completely. Yep. I, yeah, mean, I couldn't do it. Uh, uh, what's, um, sorry, Amy, Amy, yeah. this is the first time I've talked to you. I've, I've shared so much stuff about my family with poor Amy. I feel. Oh, like hi. Yes, feel, yes. No, I mean, I have two <laughs> daughters. They're both teenagers. They tell me what to do. And that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> um, my wife is um, very intelligent and um, has taught them to think independently. And now I have one of them leaving the nest and it's, and she's going off to St. Olaf and I'm so happy and proud for her. And she's just, she's really, she's remarkable. You know, it's like, you know, it's just like you, you see your daughters go off and, and, um, and Amy, I didn't realize your mom was a judge for goodness sakes. Oh yes. my. Yes, she was. She was a wow. judge. She was, she was a prosecutor before that. And then a judge. It, it's oh. actually the reason I didn't go into law sooner than I did. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. That's what I say. I mean, I'm like in this pool of everybody's so qualified and so smart, but yeah, I, I couldn't watch getting back to the topic. I, had a real time um and this is kind of circling back to my like conversations with Amy is is that you know I I I could read the articles from the Washington Post and Slate and the Atlantic and New York Times and um I I got the gist and then I caught like on NPR some of the segments and I well actually when I was driving my daughter to a violin lesson I was listening in with Josh Hawley, and it's just like the uh, incendiary language that he used. I had to just turn it down. I didn't want to really listen to it because I thought, you know, how dare he, and you know, push the envelope on these things that he, you know, he came in with an agenda. 
mm-hmm. he, he just angered me. Yeah. And, you know, Holly went to Yale Law School, so he is educated enough um, as a, a lawyer to know better. And he sort of took advantage of that and he used it yeah. to what appeared like his advantage to sort of go against her. And I'm glad to hear you saying this stuff, William, because it's it's furthering my opinion that it sort of backfired on him mm-hmm. and that, you know, the average person was just really sick of hearing the garbage you know, it's one thing if they're having an elevated discussion about the law. I mean, I hate to say this, but Chuck Grassley didn't even do a bad job. I know. He, sakes. he didn't yeah. rein, he didn't rein in the, the um, despicable, um, misogynistic um, language that they were using. I mean, True. like, um, I mean, at least Ben Sass said something. I know I didn't listen into what other things Ben Sass said, but I know that he did. He did. Um, obliquely, you know, I mean, he didn't call out members of his own. Oh, he did. William, oh, he, he actually did. He called it the jackassery that was happening. That's right. Yes. And he's, <laughs> which, yeah. you know, gotta yeah. love Ben Sass because sometimes he really does cut through the butter right to the bottom. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But, so, you know, we I mean, can't, I can't trust Ben Sass either because, you no, know, in I my can't. mind, he's bucking for his next run at yes. Wisconsin. So it's well, not like. Kind of, that's like Tom Tillis as well. He comes across as the gentleman and he's so uh, respectful and it's really a manipulation it is. because yes. in the next sentence, he's going after you for um, marriage equality and women's reproductive rights. Right. Exactly. And you know, what I was saying about, about um, Grassley in the, beginning, in the beginning was, I think he was actually trying to set a tone for the people coming behind him in his party Sorry. because he asked a fairly decent, that's okay. He asked a fairly decent question about, you know, what do you think about cameras in the Supreme Court? Because I'm curious to know about it. And then he had an issue with another type of case that was coming up that he was passionate about that he'd been working with Durbin with. And he, he wanted to kind of make a couple jokes and talk to her about that. It seemed like he respected sort of her limitations on what she couldn't, couldn't say. And he got the gist and he wasn't going to do anything too, you know, underhanded. And so I thought, I guess I got in the beginning, I thought, okay, well, maybe this is how we're going to go. Maybe they're going to follow his lead, you know, minus the people like Holly and Cruz who have no. Right. um, um, Amy and everyone, I'm not sure that anyone is aware, but um, unfortunately, some of the antics have now backfired. Um, one of the cases, the one that they were talking about most, the Wesley mm-hmm. Hopkins case, mm-hmm. the Washington Post did an interview with him and just filed an article about it. Oh, did an interview with who, Liz? Wesley Hawkins. Oh, and what what was the gist of that? Can you tell us? He he was the one that was sentenced to three months at the age oh. of eighteen. And what did he say? He explained um, some of why he also took accountability and responsibility. Um, He is a bit more mature. Um, He also explained uh, and he, you know, he's like, what I did was terrible. What I did was wrong. Um, um, He also explained why he was sent to the halfway house um, uh, in the middle of his sentence. And, and, um, um, so in a way, he was sort of giving her more credibility. He actually specifically did. He um, he said, at first, I was really angry with her for sending me to prison for three months. But then later, and he said, and I have the most respect for her. 
So right. I, I, um, I'll, That's good. Uh, I'll try and get it to you, Amy. Okay. It's, but it's interesting that now, you know, um, now there's notoriety for the, for the person that they want them, you know, it's, I think another reason why it feels a little bit safer, I mean, for me at least, to be able to discuss this is because it doesn't feel like as much is on the line. I mean, we know Manchin has now said today that he's going to vote for her. So that's pretty much a done deal. You know, the nomination's going to move. She's going to be fine. She's going to be on the Supreme Court, most likely, barring anything major. So I think all of us can take like a big exhale and realize that it, it was a circus, but it was all for naught. And I don't know. I'm kind of just hoping like what William was saying that he was just so incensed and I know he's tuned into everything. So if William is tuning out and he's not watching it, then the, the average bear is probably not watching it either. And that almost gives me a little bit of, I don't know, a, a sense of good. Well, then it's not, the circus is not being played over and over for everyone. They're not getting the airtime that they want because now it's just a waste of time to keep giving them attention. Um, Jana, what do you think? I um <laughs> or anyone what does uh, anyone you know, think? <laughs> I I think that I think that Josh Hawley was uh, sending out a clarion call to the QAnoners. That's what I think oh, he was yeah. doing. That was that was one of his big uh, and that's probably obvious, but I think that was one of his big things. Um they were all there for political gain and um, I'm really glad to hear, I had not heard yet, that um, um, the independent uh, Democrat Sass? is absolutely, oh. no, the Democrat is is actually Manchin. going to be voting oh. for her. Yes, Manchin. Yeah, Manchin um, is so going I'm to be voting for her. So, yeah, we have the vote. When I you meant said, to say yeah, that so at the top of said, the show. <laughs> yeah. When you said that um, and said everyone can take a sigh of relief, I don't know if everybody heard it, but I took a big, deep breath <laughs> because that um, that gave me a lot of, uh, of uh, comfort. Um, well, so uh, let's say it again. We, let's we make sure. No. Let's yeah. make sure everybody heard that. Everybody out there, Joe Manchin, the kind of one swing Democrat who's been jacking up everything for Democrats for the last year, he has he put out a tweet today that said that he absolutely will be voting to confirm uh, Judge Jackson. So that's pretty much the deal is sealed. We're good. He was the one sort of, oh, what's he going to do? And and it's it's going to go. I mean, there's a lot of there's a process that needs to happen for the next week and a half and then. Um, after that, they'll move forward, but it looks good. Everything looks fine. And it's almost like we can now look at everything and review it with us without as much PTSD, I guess. I like to call it Kavanaugh, Coney Barrett, PTSD. Um, and so that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Are it is? Are they going to be doing any more in any more interviewing? What? No, no, they're done. They're done. William, what was it you were asking? I'm sorry, I, I was just going to interject um, something that that may or may not be interested and in, interesting for, for, for you and your mom. But um, there's a, a woman in Missouri, and um, her name is Lindsay Simmons, L-I-N-S-E-Y, last name is Simmons, I-M-M-O-N-S. And um, her Twitter handle is Lins for Congress, L-I-N-Z for 
um, of OR and then Congress. And she's running for, is that state office or is it running, is she running for national office? I think she's running for state office. Okay. Uh, But she is, she is, she was, um, uh, here's the tag, seventh generation Missourian, former candidate for Missouri number four, primary wife and boy mom. Okay. Um, so, so you're, you're advocating that people support her and follow her and help her campaign? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's possible for you guys to reach out to her and maybe have an interview with her just to maybe, maybe just to get, I think she, I think she did go to one of the Ivy league schools. I can't remember which, but she does have a law degree and she's super smart. Well, we won't hold that against her, William. <laughs> <laughs> did you go did you go to Yale by any chance? I didn't. I sure didn't and I'm proud to say that I did not. That's I'm okay. Proud to, I'm proud to say I did not go to the Ivies and I feel like I got an exceptional legal education. So That's um, all that <laughs> Okay. Well, we are getting ready to wrap up today. I want to thank all of my participants, Liz and William, and my ever-faithful mother, Jana. Thank you so much, everybody, for calling in. I felt like it was a really fun discussion. Next week, I think we're going to be discussing uh, Jenny Thomas, wife of Clarence Thomas, our Supreme Court uh, justice, and the recent troubles she's embroiled in. her text messages to Trump's chief of staff and what that means and what's going on. There are a lot of people who are really frustrated and, and calling on Merrick Garland to do something. And, and I take the position that, you know, if the attorney general's office and the DOJ, if they are investigating, we wouldn't know about it. And I, I have a lot of faith that they are, but I think that would be a great topic for our, for us to discuss, you know, what that would mean, what the difference is, how would we know that's happening? How can we kind of rest that that's being taken care of? And so that's probably what we're going to talk about next week. So I hope that you'll all come back, tune in, give us a call, tell me what your position is on something. I love to talk to y'all. And also, as always, please go to my newsletter, Shiro, shiro.substack.com. Take a look, become a subscriber, paid subscriptions to that or how I do my thing, how I do my gig. And so I would love for that to happen. And I would love to see you there. I can also take your comments. And I'm on Twitter at girls really rule. Um, like William said, <laughs> he DMs me all the time. You can always come in and talk to me. I, I'm there. I love to talk with people. So I hope you have a great rest of your Friday. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I hope you have an especially fantastic weekend, knowing that our next Supreme Court justice who will be nominated will be a black woman for the first time in the history of this country. And I just got goose pimples. I hope you did too. And I hope you'll come back here Friday for some more goose pimples. Um, Those are the best. So come back. We hope to have those reactions to everything. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.